You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore that is. Well, it is 5.30. I'm just telling you that now. It's 5.30 on Friday Central Time. I'm telling you that to give you some perspective of what it is I know at this point, because at this point, every half hour, there's new news, new speculation, new panic, Right. Um, everybody freaked out about Zedarius. Obviously, that was silly. Everybody has lost their mind about Devontae. People are still mad about um, Rodgers. Apparently, now Bucks fans are mad. If you don't live in Milwaukee, you're not allowed to be a fan. So they have now walled off the city, and we're not allowed there anymore. I mentioned... I don't know if... See, this is the problem. I recorded the podcast, and then it got deleted, and I re-recorded it. So I don't know if I said this, but I did say it. There's something about this time of year, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to track this. I'm going to try to remember it next year. There's something about this time of year, people are in a very, very, very bad mood. I remember last year, I ended up taking a break from the podcast, largely because there was a lot of stuff going on, there was a lot of emotions, and people were just losing their mind, and I was like, I need to walk away from this because I'm going to lose it. And um, I'm not there. I'm, I'm not ready to walk away or anything, but people are losing their minds, absolutely freaking out. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I feel like people are reacting worse now than when we lost to Tampa. Maybe not in terms of like the quantity of people that are acting poorly, but how poorly people are acting because there was a report that Rodgers and Devontae, or excuse me, uh, Devontae and the Green Bay Packers have taken a break from trying to come to conclusions on a contract deal. I mean, people have just absolutely freaked out because of that. So it has been an absolute whirlwind of a day, and I want to try to go over some of that stuff. Um, but it is interesting. I, I've got a couple theories. Um, number one, football fans are at the absolute end of their rope because they've got nothing else going on. Basketball has ended, and people are losing their minds, right? People who are only football fans have had nothing, and they're losing it. The football-slash-basketball fans are now just for the first time experiencing I have nothing else to do, and they're just being completely out of control. Um Another theory, and this actually works out perfectly because um, my attorney just is getting back from vacation, but summer is when people take vacations. Summer is also when people return from vacations, and there's almost no worse day than the day you have to pack up and go back from your vacation. Number one, your vacation is over. That's horrible, and you have to leave this place. Number two, the day is nothing but work. You don't get to enjoy it anymore. It's not even fun being there anymore. All you're doing is packing up all your stuff, cleaning up all the stuff that you've neglected this whole time, packing bags. Everybody's in a bad mood. The kids don't want to help. Right? Someone so is mad at you. You're trying to tell people to hurry up because you got a long drive ahead of you. And I wanted to leave at seven o'clock and it's 940. And you don't understand why I'm in a bad mood. You better figure it out fast. 
because now it's going to be real late when we get back. I'm real tired. I'm real sunburned. I'm in a bad mood. And everybody's in a bad mood. So returning from vacation, the end of the summer for young people, but also parents who have had to deal with their kids for the entire summer. So there's just a lot of stuff at the end of summer where people are just, they're kind of fried. As much as we think of summer as like vacation-y time, it's time to be done with, with summer now, I think. I mean, not for me. I'm, I'm having a good old time. I don't know. But for some people, I think maybe uh, they just can't handle too much of a good thing. I'm just throwing out theories. I don't know why everybody freaks out at the end of July. Maybe it's because this is like when the, the hiatus dies down. You know, after the 4th of July, what do you got? There's literally like no vacations until, what, Labor Day in September? Dude, that's two months. And Labor Day, I don't, nobody even does anything for that. I don't even know. What do you do? You grill burgers for Labor Day? I have no idea. I don't know what you do. I don't know what it is. But, but let, me, let me just throw this one more thing out there before we move on and discuss all this terrible news. There's a, I, I generally don't like the whole cancel movement, the whole blocking and all this, you know, censorship type stuff. I don't care. Let people do what they want to do. But there's a big difference between discourse and being a jerk. And I don't handle jerks very well. And you'll even notice on Twitter, I'll have two people disagree with me basically the exact same way. One is being very cordial. One is being a jerk. Look at how vastly different I handle those two situations. I have zero tolerance for D-bags. Now, furthermore, again, you do whatever you want to do. Here's what you can't do. I understand that the Packernet Podcast Facebook group is kind of just a fun place to let it all hang out, have fun, talk football, whatever. And there's not a lot of rules in there. I kind of let whatever get away with whatever. But let's not get away from a very important fact. The Packernet Podcast Facebook group, Facebook page, and everything else I do, ultimately, at the end of the day, is a promotional tool for my podcast. It is used to help grow this podcast. If anybody goes in there and thinks that they're going to disrespect my podcast, you will be out of there real fast. And you can sit and play games and pretend like you don't know the difference between just casually disagreeing like people do every single day in that group disagreeing with me and trashing my podcast in my own group. And so if that's happening, you're out, you're blocked, you're done. And I very rarely do that, but I had to do that today. And actually, I let it slide. Somebody made a comment that really upset me in the group, but I was like, you know what, I'm just going to let it go. He decided to chase me down and message me personally. So he is now removed from the group, from the page, and is blocked. And although he says he doesn't listen to the podcast, I'm just positive he's listening. I don't put up with it. I see no reason to. You are an immature child who can't handle basic news that they're not coming to a conclusion on a contract right now, and you feel the need to lash out at people. I don't tolerate that. You're an immature child. I used to be that way when I was like 16. Except I never really attacked anybody. I just was really, really angry. We got people in their 20s and 30s and older who do that stuff. You're a loser. Plain and simple. You're an absolute loser if you attack people because you're so sad about a stupid football game. I obsess about the Packers because I have to. It's literally a job that I have. I was messing around with somebody the other day when they were commenting on like, why don't we just let it, I think I said this yesterday, but he's like, why don't you just let it be? It's like, because it's literally my job, dude. It's what I have to do. It's not a very interesting podcast if I don't engage with what's going on. But I just, I need to make that clear. Again, there's pretty much free reign in there. That will not be tolerated. And I would actually appreciate if people would report any posts. Again, disagreement is fine. I disagree with Ryan on this issue. Here's what I think. That's what normal human beings say. If you want to make backhanded you know, girly comments like Aaron Rodgers does. These little passive-aggressive shots, I'm not putting up with it. 
I'm not dealing with people trying to turn my own group against me. You want to be Mr. Big Brain? Go start your own podcast. Go start your own Facebook group, and you can run it with your own rules. You know why people like that don't do that, by the way? Because nobody would listen. Because nobody would show up. That's why. You want to take advantage of the work I put in to build this thing so that you can use it to turn it against me? Not for a second you're not doing that. Go try to build something yourself. Low life. You build something, man. You control the keys. That's the rules. I control the words that happen on this podcast. I control who's in and out of the group. That's it. It's not much power, but it's mine, and I'm going to do what I want with it. And I'm sure for 99% of you, that doesn't even need to be said, and I appreciate everybody that's in there that's been cool for years. But I'm just, I'm just telling you because you deserve to know, right? I think that's fair. I shouldn't remove you from the group about a rule you didn't know. Now you know. And if you're not listening to the podcast and you didn't know, well, then I don't feel too bad about it. It's the Packernet Podcast Facebook group. Anyways, I wish I could say we're going to transition to less depressing things, but we're not. Um, Josiah DeGuara was put on the pup list. Now, I don't exactly know what that means. I believe he can still play. It's nothing super definitive, but um, it's not fantastic. I'm just kind of, for now, treating it as um, a temporary maneuver. It's possible that this becomes a more long-term thing. Maybe they're aware of something and he ends up sitting out longer, but um, made me sad to see that. As far as Zadarius, for those that didn't see, he said he needed a real estate agent. Everybody freaked out, and then he quickly turned around and was like, you guys are nuts. I'm not selling my house. So that's settled. Um, let's see. I don't want to skip anything else before we launch into Vontae. What else have we got here? Isaiah McDuffie was also put on the non-football injury list. That's pretty insignificant. I'll be honest. There's a part of me that kind of likes that these reports are coming out. Not that I'm glad Isaiah McDuffie's, you know, on the non-football injury list or whatever. But, you know, we're, we're getting the updates. Like, this is the status because we need to start knowing what the status is because it's football time. So hopefully that's extremely minor. All right, scrolling, because I know I retweeted some stuff and didn't put it in my official notes, so I'm just checking my Twitter here. Nothing, 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 nothing. Devante, Devante. All right, all right, let's talk about Devante. Let's do it. The first thing, and let's, let's go back for a second to the absolute drama. Here's what I don't get, right? Uh, granted, nobody likes to see those words, especially the way they phrase it, and of course they're going to phrase it in a way that makes it as dramatic as possible. But let's really think about this for a second. For those people that are really just beside themselves, what did you think the status was? Let's just, let's do a little role play here for a second. Let's say instead of that tweet, there was a new tweet that came out, and all it said was, at this time, the Packers and Devontae Adams are not currently working on an extension. How would the reaction have changed, despite the fact that those two tweets are literally the exact same thing? The only difference is that one crucial bit of information which is not bad news, it's very good news. And the good news is, they have been sitting at the table trying to work this out for months. Why is that good news? Go look through the Facebook group, which is full of very angry people right now. Go look on Twitter, which is full of very angry people right now. What is their number one complaint? Not everybody, but a lot of them. Thanks a lot, front office. You just alienated everybody. You're making everybody mad. Look at all the Bears fans. Oh, poverty franchise. Nobody wants to play for that garbage franchise. This has nothing nothing to do with Devontae saying I'm leaving because you guys are mean. That's just Roger saying that. Bakhtiari didn't say it, and he signed. Aaron Jones didn't say it, he signed. He said he loves it here, he wants to play here. Zadarius, he signed, paid, you know, made a bunch of money, says he wants to retire a Green Bay Packer. Nobody has expressed any displeasure with the franchise except Aaron Rodgers, including Devontae Adams. Devontae has never said that he's really mad at this franchise, he doesn't like how they treat people, none of that. The only thing we know about this situation 
is that he is in, obviously, a very intense contract negotiation, like every major contract negotiation. By the way, if they had come to an agreement today, it would be one of the earliest times that they ever sign a guy, because like I said, generally these things come to fruition right before the start of the season, right? After like week four of the preseason, in this case, it'd be week three, right in that slot, boom, blast of good news. We signed Aaron Rodgers to a major contract extension, right? So the only information we have is that any and all rumors about Devontae refusing to play here are fake and stupid because Devontae has been sitting at the table trying to work out a deal so that he can stay in Green Bay for a very long time and be a very rich man. The problem is money. And I'll be honest, the, 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 this is something I've mentioned before. I, I, I swear on all things, I'm positive I said this exact thing one time, and I'm very tempted to spend way too much time trying to find it, but I don't even know what I would search for. There's a serious problem with quarterbacks and wide receivers right now. And the serious problem is generally what you do is when you're next man up, you get the next highest contract and you leapfrog a guy a little bit. Well, there's two guys that kind of threw a wrench in that. One is DeAndre Hopkins and one is Patrick Mahomes. So for example, if you looked at, I don't remember exactly when people signed, but let's say Russell. Russell got a $35 million per year contract and that was stupid. Right, that was absolutely insane, ridiculous, out of control. What is going on here? Again, I don't remember how it all played out or who exactly was next, but around being the next to sign was Pat Mahomes, who went from 35 to 45. Look, all the other contracts in this range, Matt Ryan, 30, Carson Wentz, 32, Kirk Cousins, 33, Aaron Rodgers, 33 and a half, Goff, 33 and a half, Russell Wilson, 35. That's a big jump going up two. A million dollars, or one and a half, actually, from 33 and a half to 35. Pat Mahomes went up $10 million. Now, what happened when Dak needed a new contract? Now, make no mistake, I'm sure Dak and his people were like, hey, next man up. It's not about who's the next best, because that's not how that works. Jared Goff was the highest paid quarterback for a long time. He was not the best quarterback. If you're a very good quarterback, and if you're the franchise guy, you get the next best money. And I'm convinced that if, if, well, we know because he's still second, but the point is Dak Prescott got a stupid high contract. I mean stupid, way out of this world stupid, but it was $40 million, not 46 He wanted, I'm positive, because the way that this works is I want to go above Pat Mahomes, but they're like, no, that's stupid. Because we, we can't do that in this situation because Pat Mahomes went crazy. We should be looking at guys like Russell Wilson who signed for 35 and put you at 36. And you say, no, that's ridiculous. Pat Mahomes gets 45. I'm not taking 36. Now, the one wrench in this whole thing is Deshaun. I don't remember when Deshaun got his money, but it was 39. So if Deshaun had been paid at this point, which he probably was, it makes sense that they say, listen, we're not using Pat Mahomes, but we sh even though we should be putting you at around 36, let's settle at 40. That'll put you above the second highest guy of Deshaun Watson, despite the fact that everybody ruined this by just getting stupid with these quarterback contracts, right? And that's how they settled it. The Dallas Cowboys said the same thing. We're not using the top contract because that's stupid. Wide receivers the same, right? You slowly start seeing guys crack the $20 million mark, right? Julio Jones getting $22 million was insane. And then you see guys, I think it was after, but maybe not, guys like Amari Cooper getting 20 Keenan Allen got 20 So 20 is now the benchmark. 22 is the crazy number. So in my mind, I'm thinking, dude, Devontae, what is he going to get? Like 22 and a half, 23? That's insane. DeAndre Hopkins comes in over the top at 27.25. Now, granted, total guarantees, fully guaranteed, all that stuff, it's all different, and that all factors in. But at the end of the day, these guys want to be respected with top money. I want to be able to blast out, this is the highest paid guy in football. And so 
not surprisingly, Devontae and his agent are saying, all right, starting point is 27.25. We'd like to be the highest paid player in football. What can you do for us? And the Packers are like, come on, man, you can't be serious. And so what I think the Packers are doing is the exact same thing that, that Dak got. They're saying, all right, look, Julio got stupid money with 22, let's say 23. And to be honest, I think 23 is fair. Call it 23 and a half, whatever. But you've got Devontae saying he wants to be the highest paid, and you've, you've had some people confirm that, and that is a big gap. When somebody wants 27.5 and the Packers are at 23.5, $4 million is a massive gap. There's also the fact that there are probably some teams that would dish out that stupid amount of money. I mean, if the Cardinals were willing to dish out 27 for DeAndre, presumably, even though, you know, it's debatable whether Devontae is, is better than DeAndre, but factor in inflation, right? Presumably somebody would dole out that amount of money. And that's what they got to work through, right? It's a very reasonable and understandable thing. And, and, and what I know, and because this is the other really fam- famous thing is, you know, the Packers are doing something. Why won't you just pay the man? The Packers have always massively respected their players. That's how they always end up re-signing their guys. They pay them and they pay them well. They've made so many guys top of their class, David Bakhtiari, Aaron Rodgers like three times now, maybe twice, I don't know, but it just, he's always the top guy. And then he gets leapfrogged because that's always what happens. They pay their guys, but this is a unique situation. Number one, we don't know what's going on with Rodgers. Number two, the Packers are uniquely low as far as their ability to pay people. Number three, they're uniquely high in the amount of top paid players that they have, as some people have pointed out. Now, I still think they're going to try to figure it out. And again, they're at the table, so it's not like they're saying we can't do it. So that isn't their their thought process that we can't do it. They're trying. And they're pla- they're, they intend to do it. They intend to come to a number. But, but again, and this happens. This happened with Aaron Jones. We saw this. Aaron Jones... Um, at some point, it just it wasn't working. I, me- I remember saying, because you kept hearing that they were trying to w- come to a contract agreement, and I was like, why are they doing it? There's no way. There's no way they're going to pay him. He's going to be too much money. It was the same situation, really, except, let's be honest, Aaron Jones is not as valuable as Devontae Adams, but they were so keen on bringing back Aaron Jones, they made it work. Despite the fact that you know that that guy's worth a ton of money, despite the fact that he hired a new agent who's a real, just, you know, real hard-nosed guy, despite the fact that you don't really pay running backs, despite the fact that on the open market, he's going to get insane amounts of money, despite the fact that it was reported that they broke off conversations, they broke off negotiations, like last year. And I kept saying on the podcast, look, they walked away and I haven't heard a word about it coming together. It's not going to get done until it got close. And then you started hearing rumors, oh, they're talking, it's about to get done. And I was still like, there's no way. He's too expensive. Oh, that's my meat timer. Where's my phone? Yeah, I gotta go check the meats. All right, um, I'll do that in a second. Uh, there, there's no way. There, there's no way they can't afford him. He's too much money. They can't make it work. They just drafted AJ Dillon. He's the future. They're not going to do it. And guess what they did? They paid the man because he's worth it. That's what the Packers do. And I understand they let Corey walk, but but we're talking about number three contracts. Offensive linemen, especially, very rarely get those third contracts. Second contracts for top-end guys, that is a number one core philosophy. Now, technically, this is Devontae's third contract, but still, this is a premier player at one of the most critical positions, right? I know center is, I'm not saying center isn't important, but comparing Corey Lindsley and Devontae Adams is completely night and day. And if you want to know what the difference is, look at what top centers get paid compared to what top wide receivers get paid. If you want to know their value, look literally at the value that the NFL gives them in terms of cash in their bank accounts. That'll tell you what the NFL thinks of these players. All right, I better go check before I forget, and it's going to be an hour. I'm like, oh, shoot. Oh, the meat is looking pretty right now. So I, I got a uh, 10 and a quarter pound pork loin. 
cut it up into four. I like doing that because then you get four different ways to experiment, but they're currently resting and I cannot wait to get upstairs and eat entirely too much pork. Tell you what, anything with loin in it, beef tenderloin, dude, oh my goodness. Beef tenderloin and pork tenderloin, I think I could just live the rest of my life on those two things. There's a lot of two things I can live on, but those those two are on the list. Anyways, what are we talking about? The, the point is we don't know exactly what's going to happen, but we know that Devante is trying to stay in Green Bay. He just wants to be compensated, and that's literally the same as every other player, right? They try to work it out with their team while they can, if they can, and that's it. And it, it, it almost, like I said, it almost never gets done this early. These big-time contracts, usually it's a little bit later, and I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't get done, you know, right away. I mean, you know, Aaron Jones, he was almost a free agent. Sometimes it takes a little bit more time, and depending on what happens with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I, I do think if Aaron Rodgers packs it in, it's going to happen quickly, you know, because now the Packers can go into kind of stupid territory, you know, because they got so much extra money, and so you can, you can bump it up a little bit, and Devontae knows that too. I'm not saying he he's rooting for Rodgers to leave, but that's going to make negotiation a little bit easier because the whole, hey, we don't have that kind of money thing, <laughs> that's the, the bad thing about the salary cap being so readily available is the agents can look at it and go, dude, I know exactly how much money you guys have available to spend on players. But they got a long time to figure it out. That's my only point. And it's not like, you know, I think the other thing that we tend to forget is it's not like if we don't get a deal signed, he's not playing this year. No, he is. He's already said he's going to be at training camp. No, I, I shouldn't say that. There is the possibility he holds out. But I, I don't, I don't know. I shouldn't say I don't necessarily see that as an option because it, it does kind of make sense. It puts extra pressure on the team to hurry up and get it done. It also protects you from the risk of being hurt. But he listen, the, the reason we know he's going to be at training camp is because he said he's going to be because he refuses to lose any money. Now, maybe he just said that, but his whole thing is, I'm not going to lose money on some kind of principle. If they're going to start docking, you know, docking my pay uh, for not showing up to training camp, I will definitely be there. So if he's not even going to hold out for training camp, it'd be hard to imagine he's going to hold out during the regular season. They're just going to keep negotiating. And again, this is fairly common. So they have this entire offseason. Then you got the preseason, and you got that window right before the season starts where they really try hard to get that, that uh, big contract done to give some great news to the fans right before the season starts. If they can't do it, they continue negotiating through the season. Now remember, this is like Gutekunst and Russ Ball talking to Devontae's agent. Devontae is not a part of it. So they just keep talking. You know, I mean, he, he'll get a phone call or an update or whatever. I'm not saying he's completely out of the process, but you understand how this works. Devontae goes to work. He either goes to work with Rodgers or he goes to work with Love, whatever it is. But it, it starts to build up some clarity for everybody. The Packers have a better understanding of where they're going with things. Devontae has a better understanding of what he's looking for. You know, I mean, if he's playing with Love and things are terrible... You know, he's probably thinking, I'm not saying I'm going to leave, but you're definitely not getting a discount because this guy sucks. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not wishing for it. I'm just saying it's a possibility. But things will come into focus, and we can discuss those variables as we get there, right? And then you've got the offseason where things are going to ramp up again. And again, you've got more things happening. And if Aaron Rodgers does come back, is this the time when they're going to now trade him and then immediately take that money and pay Devante or possibly pay Devante? And everyone's like, how are they going to pay for it? And boom, there goes Rodgers, you know, whatever. That's going to be the big speculation. And then if that doesn't happen, maybe they try to franchise tag him. That's so, I mean, 
they don't have to come to an extension for kind of a long time. They can franchise Devontae, and then you get that whole process like we just came to where teams try to come to long-term agreements with guys that they franchise. So they're going to franchise tag him so he can't go anywhere and then use that as basically an extension to continue contract negotiations. So we are over a year. I mean, technically, the Packers kind of have him under contract. If they're just desperate to keep him, they kind of have him under contract for the next two years. Now, again, that's not something they pull very often, but letting him walk also isn't something they pull very often. If things, if push comes to shove, they can do that. So we may be very, very far removed, unless Devontae really digs his heels in, very, very far removed from actually losing Devontae Adams. We might be looking at 2023 at the earliest. And at that point, I mean, you know, again, Rodgers very likely is gone by 2023. I mean, unless they win a Super Bowl and love is trash and everything gets patched up, but it it just doesn't feel like that's the thing. So we're not paying Rodgers a boatload of money. You know, and again, you got Preston, you got Amos, you got Zadarius, you got a bunch of guys that are taking up a ton of money that probably either are going to be gone or are not going to be as burdensome. And granted, there's new guys that are going to be a burden like Jair and et cetera, et cetera. But we don't have to panic right now just because they said, let's pause for a minute. They have so much at their disposal to make this thing work. And, and again, Devontae can really put the screws to him, and that's a possibility, but we don't know that that's a thing yet. And if it becomes a thing, then, you know, all right, now it's time to kind of worry a little bit. But even if you look at that, very rarely do teams give in. It's like, no, dude, you're playing for me or you're going to lose all your money. And again, Devontae doesn't want to lose all his money. That's not what he's looking to do. So, you know, I had, um, who was it? Let me look here. This thing would ever work. Jared on... Uh, Twitter reach out and just kind of gauge and say, so, you know, essentially, where are you at? What do you, what do you think? Is Are you kind of starting to get worried now? And I kind of had to think about it a little bit because obviously it doesn't make you feel good to see that. It, it, it evokes something in you. And that's where not reacting immediately, even myself, as soon as I saw it, I started tweeting out like, well, this sucks, more or less, right? This is horrible. This is terrible. But as you stop and reflect and think and listen and all these things, it, it, things start to come into focus a little bit. Nothing, the, the sky is not falling quite as much. So, you know, his question is, are you worried yet about what we are seeing? What it says is what are what we are song. So I'm just trying to correct it. What we are seeing now, we can't come to terms with that. Whatever. You get the idea. I shouldn't have read it. Jared's a good dude. I like, I like Jared. Super good dude. He's been around for a long time. I'm not trying to pick on him. I just, I'm sounding stupid on my own podcast. I'm throwing him under the bus a little bit. <laughs> It's his fault. He wrote song. I'm confused. But but my response was not yet, right? Um, I'm I'm as nervous as I was because I understand the complications. There are unique complications here. Um, you're always a little bit nervous that what if. There's always a what if factor. But the question is, is there something unique about the situation? And the answer, I believe, is yes. Number one, we are paying a lot of guys. And number two, which actually is, is not really a number two. It's, it's sort of 1A and 1B. We have no money because we're paying a lot of guys. It's funny, I just had uh, my attorney reach out and kind of tell me a sentiment that I thought was very appropriate for all the people who are mad at the front office. It is somewhat funny. The people who look at a situation in which the Packers are in financial stress because of how many good players they have and have to pay, and the takeaway from that is how bad the front office is. They're essentially broke because they're too good at their job. (laughs) There's too many elite players on this team. How do you pay a number one quarterback, number one wide receiver, number one tackle, number one corner, uh, you know, top five running back, which we got a big discount. Thank you, Aaron Jones, for being the greatest human on earth. By the way, 
I don't want to transition entirely off of this, but we need to talk about basketball a little bit because as a non-basketball person, Giannis is freaking awesome. That dude is fantastic. He's kind of like if Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Jones, that's Giannis. Like you take the superstar of Aaron Rodgers with the personality of Aaron Jones. <sighs> Tell you what, man, that's a good dude right there. Anyways, what what are we? Let's let's rewind here. I got basketball and pork on my brain, and I'm struggling. Oh yeah, the. This is one of the negatives that comes along with being very good at your job. There is a point at which you do too good of a job and you have to make some tough decisions. One example, the Seattle Seahawks, back in the Legion of Boom days, they essentially had two of the better drafts slash um, free agent pickups. I'll say ever, but I have no idea. They, They, Schneider and whoever, absolutely annihilated those drafts like deep into it. Their first round, second round, third round, fourth round were all basically like Hall of Famers for like two years, and they added a couple people in free agency, and they're all freaks. That's awesome, up until the point where all of them now want to get paid lots and lots and lots and lots of money. And what happened? Some of them got paid, some of them had to go bye-bye. You can't pay everybody, right? So essentially, they did too good of a job in too short a period of time. It's almost like you have to spread out, like you can only get like one Hall of Famer, uh, one good player, maybe a handful of contributors, and everybody else has to suck. That's the only thing you can do. Otherwise, you end up in this position where we have too many people needing too much money, and we can't pay you. There's only so much creativity I can do with this this salary cap. It's, it, it is weird to me. And again, I, I keep harping on it because I just... There are certain things that have been done by Brian Gutekunst that I would say I'm not a huge fan of, some of the ways that the salary cap is being managed, although that's a Russ Ball thing, technically. But what do I know? He's a financial genius, and I'm some dude with a podcast that uh, dropped out of school and never got his finance degree. I took one accounting class. I think I took two, and I hated it. I didn't really get it. It was stupid. Seriously, the the the, the distinctions you make, you know, like the, this is overhead and this isn't. Like, no, they're both overhead. This is stupid. That's They're both overhead. Hated it. And it was weird because I loved that stuff so it's just, it's one of those things where you, you try to turn a passion into a career and it turns into a nightmare. <laughs> turns out I suddenly hate money and I hate uh, numbers and I hate all that stuff. <sighs> Tell you what, um, why don't we take a break and we'll talk about basketball on the other side of this. And I think I'm actually going to take a break and go try some of that pork, all four different kinds. I, I, I think what I'm going to do is just bring it down here. And that'll just put me in a really good mood as I eat pork as I do. I mean, I'll pause it between chewing. I'm not going to be gross about it, but it'll be in the vicinity. I can smell it, whatever. But if you want to support this podcast and my pork addiction, you can support me at patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. That would be greatly appreciated. I don't know if you noticed, but meat prices have gone up quite a bit. Seems like maybe they're coming down, but maybe not. I don't know. I can't trust it. I need your support. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. That would be fantastic. And as always, please, please, please consider donating as little or as much as possible to the Palmer Home for Children. It is a place where children um, who basically need a new home are sent to because of uh, trauma or abuse or whatever the case may be. They are housed in units of, I believe, eight, where they, I mean, have like a mom and a dad and all that stuff, and they take care of them. They take them to their appointments. They take them to school, the whole nine yards. It's, it's like a new family. And so uh, Malcolm Reed, the barbecue man, who has been a uh, somewhat of an inspiration to me, as weird as that is to say about a guy who cooks food, but uh, he has pledged to raise $20,000, which is what it costs to feed an entire family for a year. He has met that goal, but obviously anything over that will go to the organization and they will use that money as well. 
And as I said, if I am one of the top five donors, uh, Malcolm Reed will be inviting the top five to his home to hang out, cook some food, and just have a good old time. And I'd kind of like to be one of those five. So plenty of reasons if you are at all considering it. I'm thinking about um, kind of pulling an NFL and uh, doing a little carrot and stick thing. <laughs> I guess it's not really a stick, but just ultra incentivizing. Like, oh, you want that? You want to be in my fantasy league? Did you donate to Palmer Home? Oh, that's weird because uh, those fantasy football leagues don't hold a lot of people. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I never know. Uh, why don't we take a break? We'll be right back. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. It is so hard, so hard to not just be like, you know what, we're done. You guys have a good Saturday. I'll talk to you tomorrow and just devour this plate that's next to me. You know what's cool about like cooking stuff? It's a lot like drinking minus the bad decisions. You just want to have a bunch of like, the only thing that's terrible about the situation is that I'm at home by myself. I would, I want to just be like, hey, come, come, you guys listening, come here, come try some of this. And we just sit around and make guttural noises as we eat delicious pork. But I'll struggle through it. Anyways, basketball. Been doing some thinking. I maybe, I'm not positive. Because in the past, it's always been, I can get into it when it's in the finals, but otherwise I just can't get into it because it's not as important of a game. I maybe have broke through that. Because usually it's like the last two minutes are exciting. I think the whole thing was exciting. It's possible. And I won't know until we get into the regular season and I watch a Bucks game like their first or second, third game and see if I think it's boring or exciting. I won't know. But it's possible that this whole experience has caused me to turn a corner, and that is a fantastic thing for a lot of reasons. 
I have wanted to be a fan of another sport for a very long time. I just physically can't. I don't. I find it not exciting. As you know, I'm trying to get into soccer now because I think it would be kind of fun. Why not? Haven't done a ton. I certainly haven't watched any because I don't even know what's going on with soccer. I'm assuming it's, I think it's going on right now. Some people have told me that. But as I was thinking about it, I think I might legitimately be a fan of the Bucks. Like, I just, I like it and I want to watch it. Um, to be clear, 100% I'm a bandwagon fan. And I know that's a negative, and usually when somebody's called bandwagon, that it's a, a negative connotation. Well, let me put it this way. There, there's a slight difference here. Potentially. When I say I may have turned a corner, that means I may have become an actual NBA fan and a true fan of the Bucks. The difference between me and what would be a legitimate bandwagon fan is if the Bucks regress, I don't leave. And that's what I want. That's that's fully my intention. I want to be a fan of the Bucks and the Brewers, really like it, really be engaged, and if they stink, I still really like them. And just like with football, I'm there getting excited about that rebuild, getting and and you know, I, some people again, they get so mad because, you know, you've been grinding it out for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, however long, through this terrible streak. And now all of a sudden, all these people want to pretend they're Bucks fans, and that's not fair. And I bet, listen, here's the trade off. A couple things. Number one, this was a lot more special for you than it was for me. This was interesting to me. This was exciting for me. I thought it was fun. I'm glad to show up to the party and cheer for them and be excited for them and for you because you've been gutting this out for a long time. It's a special day for a lot of people. That's great. I'm excited. Secondly, this is great for your team. Do you have any idea, and I'm sure you do if you're a Bucks fan, how bad this franchise was. I mean, I'm not just talking about how bad they were as, as a team as far as playing. I'm talking about how bad to the point where I went to a Bucks game when I was in college. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Had some friends that are big, you know, they, they like all the sports. And uh, they got Bucks tickets and I went along with them. We got the cheapest seats you could possibly get because they were basically free and we were broke, so that worked out. And it was so empty in there. I'm not kidding you. We used to, all we do is, you know, you get up, you go to the bathroom, you come in, you move up a couple rows. Then we even go to a new section, we move up a couple rows. You just kind of keep rotating, and you know, you leave, you come back, you sit somewhere else. We ended up, I think, about like the fifth row from the court. Dude, nobody went to these games. Dead empty. That's about to change. That place is going to be jam-packed. That team is going to be making a ton of money, and that is so awesome for the Bucks. They need that. Pork break. There's no reason to pay, play gatekeeper. It doesn't help anybody for the Bucks to have about 18 fans. If you want the Bucks to pack up and move to a new city, you know, the, the Austin Bucks or whatever, then keep it up. Keep telling people they're not allowed to be fans. Which, by the way, that doesn't even work. Because I don't have to listen to you. You don't actually control anything. Even if the Bucks themselves said, you're not allowed to root for us. Guess what? I'm going to do it. and There's nothing you can do about that. So it's such a stupid thing to try to control. Be like me showing up at your place and just being like, you don't like pizza anymore. You're not allowed to like pizza. Okay, well, I do, so good talk. And by the way, again, I, I've been to the Bucks games where nobody goes to the stadium. There's a lot of people that showed up there that are trying to pretend they've been with this team the whole time that were not. Because I sat in their seat and they weren't there. <laughs> so I saw that place jam-packed. I saw people standing outside in the city cheering. But my point is that's a good thing, Right. This is a good thing. This is why the Bucs want to win, because they need more fans. They need more fans, especially in Wisconsin. you got to win people over in Wisconsin, because in Wisconsin, the only thing that matters is the Packers. Yeah, there's Brewers fans, mostly in Milwaukee. Yeah, there's Bucks fans, mostly in Milwaukee. Yeah, there's some Badgers fans, which are basically like just football fans that also watch a little bit of college football. You know, Packers fans that also watch college football. But the Packers are it. 
The Packers are the one thing that is like a religion here. This is big. And again, you, you've got personalities. You've got, you know, one of the biggest guys in the league, and, he, and he's such a good person, which is especially important in Wisconsin. That maybe doesn't play as well in New York. But in Wisconsin, to have a guy that's just such a good-hearted human being, to have so many feel-good stories in here, to have a guy that was, you know, all these super teams are trying to pull him away, like, dude, just come play for us so you can win. You know, Milwaukee, what's wrong with you? He's like, nah, I'll stay. Got massively paid and wins a championship. It's awesome. And if nothing else, I want to root for him. And I want to root for these guys. And yeah, maybe there's a part of me that just wants to see my team be dominant in basketball. It's, it's a gateway, man. It's hard to get into something that you think is a boring sport when your team, quote-unquote, kind of sucks. Maybe they win sometimes, maybe they lose sometimes, yeah. But just watching, like, freaks just smash people and being able to cheer for them as you slowly learn about basketball, because I, you know, I mean, I, I, I get the base. I've been watching basketball my whole life, at least a little bit. I watched basketball in the 90s with Jordan, but I don't, like, know it intimately, like, with football. So, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool, and... um the best thing if I did become a basketball fan, which again is not even my, it's it's not a choice. I want to be a fan of other sports because if I could have like football year round, which is kind of what it would be like if you're a big fan, that's amazing. I, I don't like having a period of time where there's nothing to watch sports wise. If I could have a sport that I like that ends basically right when football starts, that's amazing. So congratulations once again to the Bucks. Very, very happy. Very happy for the state. Very happy for old fans and new fans, unlike some people who say, if you're not in Milwaukee, you're not allowed to be a fan because racism or something stupid. That Just don't be that guy, all right? Just, just don't be that guy. Let people be happy. Why can't people let people be happy? What is it about people that just want people to be miserable? And they see happiness and they just got to attack it. What is that? Go away, you idiot. I just don't get it. What is your problem? Always whining, always complaining, always angry. You're not allowed. We need more rules. Rules, rules. You're not. You're canceled. You're fired. You Go away. Why don't all of you get together in a little commune where you can just attack each other all day long? We don't want you around us. We're just trying to go about our day and be happy and be left alone. We got our own stuff going on. Got our own goals and ambitions and, and plans and families and friends and stuff going on and jobs. And you just creep up out of some dark closet and start wagging your finger telling me what I can do, can't do, shouldn't do, what I'm guilty for, what I did right, what I did wrong. Who are you? Get away from me, you freak. Get a life. Get a job. Find something productive to do. There's the same people that always talk about building. Oh, we got to build people up. You shouldn't be so judgmental. You are the king slash queen of judgmental. Go away. Pork time. Anyways, man, we're starting to get a massive backlog because I'm spending a lot of time on a couple issues, and um, there's a lot of stuff that I, <laughs> I want to get through. Um, once again, before I forget, please, please send some questions for Coach Hahn. I'm doing that interview tomorrow morning. Very excited to be able to talk with him. Um, some more Saints news. I've mentioned a couple different issues now, injuries and whatnot that have been going on. Apparently, Michael Thomas, Saints star wide receiver, is not going to be playing week one either. That's going to be another another big blow for them. It's it's still a quality team, especially on defense. But, you know, at this point, Aaron Rodgers or no Aaron Rodgers, I expect the Packers to win that game. Because at, at the end of the day, I mean, we're looking at the Packers are better than the Saints, right? Let's just start there already. The Saints lose Aaron Rodgers, go with Taysom Hill, which seems to be the more prominent belief, although Jameis, whatever, either one. 
Packers, let's just say, lose Rodgers and go with Jordan Love. You can call that what you want to call that. I'm going to call it a wash because we know that those two guys are not very good. We don't know. Jordan Love might be mediocre like them. He might be terrible. He might be better than them. I don't know. They lose a defensive lineman. We do not. They lose their star wide receiver. We still have Devontae pending some kind of crazy holdout. So what is there to even compare? And it's not to say they can't win because our roster is technically a little bit better, but we should. And, and the fact that the Packers aren't favorites and are expected to not win that game, even though all these people are out and we know that they're starting a bad quarterback, I don't know. But as of right now, the Saints are still the favorites. We'll see if that starts to shift. But um, I do expect that to be in the win column. And the good thing is that if the Packers win, they'll get a lot more credit than they actually deserve. Not that, again, it's, it's a big win because it is a, a decent football team. It's a decent roster. It's not a gimme necessarily. But I think too many people are putting too much stock in the Saints without Drew Brees, and I don't really know why, but um, it'll be as though the Packers with Jordan Love, again, not saying 100%, this is a hypothetical that we're running with, the Packers with Jordan Love just destroyed a Goliath. You know, it's a slight exaggeration, but that'll be kind of where the media is coming from, and it'll be like, whoa, look at that. And I'll probably just keep my mouth shut and be like, yeah, dude, so good. Because, I mean, well, you know, they make mistakes all the time. If they accidentally give the Packers too much credit, I'm not going to stop them. It's just that, you know... The media accidentally, or, or Vegas, or whatever you want to say, accidentally called the Packers underdogs when they weren't. But, you know, I'll, I'll take it. They've been doing it the last two years anyways. Oh, you know what? There was one bit of news that I missed before I launched into all my stuff. Uh, the Packers did bring in Tommy Stevens for a workout Monday as a tight end per source. Stevens, the former college quarterback and Saints draft pick, is one of the several upcoming Green Bay workouts, including defensive back Richard Robinson and nose tackle Sterling Johnson. So I just wanted to quickly look at that, and I think we'll call it. So unfortunately with Tommy Stevens, I don't have a lot to go on. Um, As was mentioned in this tweet by Tom Pelissero, um, he was a former college quarterback. So, I mean, you end up with another, you know, I guess Taysom Hill-ish slash, uh, can't I think of the guy's name now? (sighs) The Jaguar. You know who I'm thinking of. You know. You know. If you know, you know. But uh, six foot five, two thirty-five. He's obviously one of the more on the leaner side. I mean, he's a giant quarterback. He's a you know smaller tight end. Um, he runs a four-four-nine. So I mean, he's 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 fast for a tight end, <laughs> let alone a quarterback. Four-four-nine is uh, he can move. And actually, according to this, um, he was listed at six-four-two-fifty. So I was fifteen pounds heavier when he ran a four-four-nine. So. Um, as far as his NFL action, not surprisingly with a guy like Tommy Stevens, he had five snaps in the regular season in 2020. He threw it once. He ran it four times. He had four carries for 24 yards, six-yard average. Uh, he obviously, he graded out really well, but not from passing. It was from running. So it's one of those things where it's like a lot of quarterbacks. There's He's an extremely athletic quarterback. You want to see if he can make it as an athletic quarterback. If not, let's just explore the athleticism. And I think this is probably one of the things the Packers had wondered about for a long time. Like when they watched him, they said, I, I wonder if he'd be a better tight end than a quarterback. So when the Saints drafted him, tried him at a quarterback, and they're like, this guy ain't any good, and just cut him. Packers are like, let's try it out, see how it goes. And obviously, we've got the DeGuara news, so there's maybe a little bit of that involved. I don't know. We'll see. I may as well read this because it's a thing, and it's just right here. Um, JJ retweeted it, so I saw it. So I've, I've kind of already talked about this, so we'll, we'll stop with Tommy Stevens. I'll read this, and then we'll talk about the other two guys. Benjamin Albright is the guy whose name I was trying to think of when I said the Denver source out there. So if you remember, if you listened to the, the episode yesterday or whatever, um, talked about the news about Denver, 
and how there was a reporter out there who got word that they were having talks, and Rodgers and the Broncos both reached out, and they're like, what the heck are you talking about? And it was Benjamin Albright that basically called him a liar, and, and a bunch of other people, saying that's not true. Well, um, like I said, Pro Football Talk, or excuse me, Pro Football Network posted that article with all that information, and then a guy by the name of Jermaine Horton was like, let me hit up Al- Benjamin Albright and see if that's true, and he reiterated what he had already said. He said, that's not my understanding of the situation. There was some back-channel negotiation, but no official negotiation occurred. So, first of all, he's acknowledging there was some talk. But again, the, the problem from Benjamin's standpoint, and it doesn't mean he's wrong, but if the problem was, if, if, if he had Rodgers specifically, like directly, Aaron Rodgers messaging this, this uh, radio host, as well as the Denver Broncos, they were mad that this got leaked out. They didn't want anybody to know. Why would they tell Benjamin Albright? So Benjamin calls him. And by the way, again, this was this was probably a top secret thing. Like I said, like your top four guys, or or excuse me, top six. You got the top top guys in Green Bay, top guys in Denver, and then Rogers and his agent. So it's possible Benjamin talked to a really high up source that didn't know this was even a thing because it was super top secret. It's also possible that he did talk to somebody in the know and they just told him, nope, that's not true. I mean, there was you know, there's a little bit of this, but nah, don't worry about it because again, they don't want him to know. So even this time, he's less. Um, direct about saying this is untrue. He said, that's not my understanding of the situation is what he said. Now, part of the reason that I'm bringing this up is because there's there's another rumor that's being brought up that has been dismissed. And again, I so I had dismissed the there was a, a trade thing because some people like Benjamin and I think Schefter had come out and said, that's not true. That's nonsense. And I think Schefter was very pointed about that. But again, it's possible Schefter didn't know or was lied to which happens all the time, which unfortunately is exactly what would happen in this situation. So we don't know. We got one guy saying I was right. And and again, if, if his story, unless his story is a flat out lie, it did happen. The Packers are trying to trade Rodgers. But here, here's the thing. The same guy that said it's not true, and he is a, from what I understand, a, a credible source, but I don't know. I mean, none of these guys are 100% credible it, just because they all get lied to. So they're going to report some stuff that isn't true. He goes on to say, the Packers did tell Aaron Rodgers they would trade him early this offseason and then walked it back, per sourcing on his side. So again, I don't think he's lying. I don't know who it is. Maybe somebody's lying to him. Somebody on Aaron Rodgers' side told Benjamin Albright that the Packers told Rodgers they were going to trade him and walked it back. And again, this is another thing that's been thoroughly, I'm not going to say debunked, but dismissed. Debunked would imply that there's some information that proves that it's untrue. We don't have that. We have a, a, a group of people, the, the vast majority of people saying this never happened. But again, it comes down to would, would either side admit it? You would think Aaron Rodgers would. You would think they would want, he would want that to get out. I mean, that would be the easiest. I mean, that, that for me even would be like, yeah, that was kind of messed up, man. You know, I've, this whole time I've said, I haven't heard anybody bring anything to the table that makes me think Rodgers has any real credible grievance. It's all nonsense. They cut Kumaro. They didn't, they didn't warn you about Jordan Love, which, again, wouldn't make any bit of difference, despite the fact they told you, yeah, we might draft a quarterback this year, but that's not good enough. You have to call me beforehand. No, I, I, I don't. Even if I did, you'd still be mad, so shut up. Well, you, you, you cut Jordy. And you, you, but if this is true, and the Packers are like, hey, just want you to know we're trading you. <laughs> and then, like, a month later, like, you know, uh, I thought about it. We want you, uh, for, just disregard that. Never, never mind. I didn't, I didn't say anything. It, it, it's harder for me to wrap my head around that one 
than it is the, the other report that there was a trade on the table, only because the information makes a lot more sense. The only way that that one isn't true is if he's flat out lying, in my mind. This one, it comes down to, again, a lot of people said it's not true, and I think people have contacts with Rogers, with Rogers' agent, et cetera, et cetera. And I do think that there's a, a very high probability that if, if that was true, that Rogers' camp, because they're playing a PR battle on both sides, Rogers' camp would release that. So it really just comes down to who would the source be here. And it's even possible that, you know, I mean, again, the, the telephone game, maybe some people embellish some things, a couple drinks. You know, the, the, the source is Rogers' brother, and he's just spouting off, you know. Those bunch of, you know, he's listening to a bunch of stuff, and he, he maybe threw something out that he shouldn't have said. Or misunderstood, or you know what I mean? Just because somebody says my source doesn't mean it, it's like some, like he's talking directly to Aaron Rodgers, and, you know, all this stuff is 100% confirmed. It, it could be, you know, he's got a contact with Rodgers' barber. I don't know. See, this is what I said. This is why I said I, I should wait to do the podcast. There's new stuff every second. So Matt Schneidman now just posted, just happened. Thank you, JJ, by the way. I'm just going to follow JJ. I, I've got him. Follow, you should follow him, but not just follow him, but put the little notification thing on there because he's kind of doing the whole breaking news thing. But um, he just retweeted Matt Schneidman, who did the big eyeball thing. Um, Aaron Rodgers and David Bakhtiari are working out together. Now, I don't know where David Bakhtiari is, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I have not heard about Aaron Rodgers being with any of the Green Bay Packers right now. They're about to start training camp. I mean, literally, it, for me, it's the 23rd, the, the date that this tweet went out. 23rd. Next Wednesday is the first uh, day, I believe, of, of camp, public camp. I don't know, of, of training something. I think Tuesday even is when they report. So what is that? Saturday, Sunday, Monday, two, four days. Four days, David Bakhtiari is going to be in a Green Bay Packers uniform. Right now, today, he's working out, exercising with Aaron Rodgers, who seems to be preparing for an NFL season. Just, just saying words, man. That's all I'm doing. I'm just saying words. That's what I do here. You do with that information what you will. It doesn't have to mean anything, but it ain't a bad sign. He's not acting like a guy who's going to be sitting on the beach. He's acting like a guy that's getting ready to play football. Now, maybe it's because he expects to get traded. I, you know, you can, you can, again, take it wherever you want to take it. Whatever you want to do with that, I don't think there's a huge amount of unreasonable positions, considering there's really only two. Um, when you get down to it, he's coming back or he's not coming back, and both of those are still plausible. But again, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going to let this podcast run for a minute, see what else gets retweeted here. JJ, what do you got for me, man? Give me, give me some more. By the way, I'm scrolling through the <laughs> scrolling through the comments. Um, Fart Mayhall, I'm just reading the name. That's his name, Fart Mayhall, says, wonder when this photo was taken. Commenting belief that is Nate Temple, owner of the Packer page on Instagram. We follow each other. We're best friends. He says, about 20 minutes ago, and Kenny is there too. Ain't that interesting. I mean, I... <laughs> It seems like that wouldn't be that much more information, but it kind of is, right? It's not just a coincidence. First of all, three different positions, and you got offense and defense covered. I don't know that, that, that that's a heck of a coincidence if they just happen to be in the same gym together. Isn't it? I mean, I'm not implying they're in Wisconsin, but they chose to meet up somewhere. I mean, as far as I know, and I'm not convinced he didn't sneak in somewhere, Aaron Rodgers didn't even show up to the Bucks games. Again, I'm, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that he, he was sneaking around somewhere. But he's not even going there, but yeah, he's going to catch a plane to go work out with David Bakhtiari and uh, Kenny Clark. Interesting. I'm curious if somebody's... So this thing, what does this say here? Proactive 
SP. All right, so Proactive Sports Performance is uh, Westlake Village, California. So doesn't have to be anything, I guess. If if he's in the Cali area, uh, Kenny, we know, is from California. David, where is David Bakhtiari from? Let's Google it. San Mateo, California. All right, so they're, they're three Cali guys working out together. I, you know, again, do whatever you want with that information. Maybe two of those guys hop on a plane to Wisconsin and one stays. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying words, man. Anyways, let's... <laughs> it feels so stupid to go back and look at some random nose tackle now. Tell you what, I'm not going to do it, and if you really want me to, just tell me you want me to, and we'll, we'll look at it tomorrow. I can't, like, woge bomb some Packers news and then be like, all right, anyways, some uh, nose tackle that's not even going to make the practice squad. But anyways, you folks have yourselves a fantastic day. I will talk to you tomorrow where there will probably be a bunch more news. Have a good one, and bye bye